Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 4, Episode 13, titled The Final Three. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one ignominious co-host from the podcast pod, is my co-pilot. Please say... Whole lot of diva action. To Taylor. Taylor? I don't even know her. The Latte Boy. <laughs> Hello. Joseph. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? By the way, Hi. if... Uh, you're not listening live on pre on on Discord. Well, this is a show in the past, so you're out of luck. We, Taylor and I just did a whole half hour live show, which I'm sure Bobby Lou will be very pleased to hear about. Oh, he's in there playing video games. He is. If anything, you're doing him a favor by keeping me in here longer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Um, but I was actually thinking this is probably going to be a pretty short episode. I mean. Well, when you figure that these episodes are half the half the length of the the later episodes that have been on VH1, this is still this is still a logo season at this point. Yeah, it's still um, a logo season. So it's there's not quite as much content. However, what they lose in quantity, I sometimes feel like they make up for in quality. Yeah, the show would be a lot better now if they uh made it 40 minutes. I love how you and I just spoke for half an hour about these YouTube channels just shit on Disney. <laughs> and I go, okay. I did say something about, didn't I say if you make money off of a, off of a IP, you really shouldn't have anything to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you make money off of bitching about an IP. Yeah. Wow. Talk about my words coming back to bite me in the yeah. ass. That's extra. This week, the Queens <laughs> have lunch with RuPaul. Has Bobby Louver bit you in the ass? No, I've definitely bit his ass before. Oh, you have? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where I've just gone in and just, just you know, grabbed a hold of it and and bit it. He does not like it. If anything, if anything, he kind of does like a kickback move when I do it. This week, the queens have lunch with RuPaul, rehearse with Raja and Tyra Sanchez, uh, star in the music video for Glamazon, and hit the runway one final time in hopes of being named America's Next Drag Superstar. All three advance to the final lip sync for the crown. Before learning, they'll have to wait for the reunion to learn who will win the crown. Taylor the Latte Boy, name two things like about the episode and one thing you did not. I actually have a wealth of things that I like about this episode, and I'm not sure which ones to pick for my two things and one thing I do not. Sure. Um, but I am going to say this is, with the exception of Sissy That Walk, mm -hmm. this might be my favorite video that she ever did. The, the whole concept of it and everything, it is a fun video and I love this song. So I like, I like that aspect of it. Though I didn't understand why they didn't just show the whole video at the end, but we'll get to that. Oh, later. no, you're good. With um, their whistle. The other thing that I liked was, and the, the creation of the video includes one of my favorite scenes of any season of drag race ever or my one of my favorite quotes that is which we'll talk about leaving people wanting more right now um the other thing that i liked was the genuine genuine because i'm sure we'll have a conversation over whether or not they knew of the live finale that they weren't going to say who the winner was and that they had to come back for the live finale. Whereas I feel like even beginning season five, they sort of expected that this one felt like the three of them had no fucking clue. This was what was going to happen. So I enjoyed seeing that. 
Um, the thing I didn't like was Tyra's wig. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't like Tyra's teeth. Yeah, I wasn't. I was focused on that hard line for that wig, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll talk about that later on. What about you? What were your two things in one thing? Uh, I liked the Tic Tac lunches. They they were quick, and they it's Rue dipping her toe into therapist Rue, but also uh, I don't know. It seemed fun still. I don't know. I liked it. Uh, I also okay. God. I told myself I wasn't going to say this on the show, but I'm going to say it. I don't know why it's this episode. I don't know. And I do not feel this way before, after. I guess I got to put a big caveat on this, what I'm going to say. A big disclaimer. Okay. Maybe I'm really horny. But I, I thought know. that Sharon looked really hot this episode. Really? I don't know why. I, Taylor, I was embarrassed about it. I did like, I'm not going to say this on the air. There was just something about the clothes she was wearing and the jeans, the way her dick was in the pants. I was just here for it. Ah, okay. I know. I'm, this is, this is a guilty. I've never thought this about any other episode. It's this episode only. Maybe because you're just so excited that this season's almost over. Maybe. And that you know that she's going to get it in the end. So you wanted to get it in the end. Would you want to top or bottom Sharon Needles in this episode? I just want to suck her dick. Oh. I have a feeling like that dick would smell. Oh, but yeah, but like cigarette smoke. And I like that smell. When you blow somebody, you like the cigarette smell? I just like cigarette smell. But do you like it when it's combined with like swamp crotch? Because that's what I feel like it would be. If there was a swamp fire like we get in Florida in in the spring, yeah, that's what I feel like Sharon's crotch would smell like. I'm having trouble picturing that. The smell, yeah, it's 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 a pungent. No, no, odor. no, no. no not, I'm talking about Sharon's crotch, not the swamp. I feel like Sharon. I feel like Sharon is completely shaved except for her balls. I feel like she has really hairy balls, but she's like completely like, or like maybe like a little landing strip type area. There is a like video. That's kind of how I picture that. There is a video of Alaska blowing, um, Sharon. Really? Yeah, yeah, on stage. But like, she's giving him a blowjob, right? It's not. It. It's not like oh ha ha ha. They're like no, she's full on for shock effect giving. Sharing a blowjob. Uh, can someone post that in Larry Flicks? Um, thank you. Um, and so I have to check that video out again, what her penis looks like, and if it gives me any kind of hint, you know. I was talking the other day on a different show about how Harry Styles looks like he smells. Oh, yes. Harry Styles absolutely looks like he smells. Yeah. He smells like beef vegetable soup. I I can all but guarantee it. Well, they're one of my favorite guys that I ever blew ever, right? Uh, a trick that I had. It, for some reason, all had like really, really like musky BO smell every time I blew him, but only by his armpits. That's where you would have it. And in the moment, turned me on. Afterwards, I wanted to fucking vomit, you know? But, mm. um, yeah. That is the that is the part of my body that I am the least like where 
when I have armpit BO, it is noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely have like a, like a, um, a thing about that where I need to have deodorant on uh, because that is the one thing that my husband will comment on that where he'll go, your armpits stink. Then I'm like, okay. So well, the you- shame, the shame spiral comes and I have to like, I'm sitting in the bathroom crying, just rubbing old spice under my arms as fast as I can. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm one of these people who like, how long, how often do you have to, sh- well, you have a beard, but how often would you have, I have to a sh- beard? But I, I, this part, like every, I do, I do not shave my neck as nearly as long, much as I should, but I can go like a week and a half and then it starts to get real, like just like where it just gets like, okay, now you look sloppy at this point. But like usually for the first week, I feel like it, it just kind of extends into a five o'clock shadow from where my beard is and it looks pretty good. Whatever this you? is, whatever this is right now, this is at least four days old. I could time it. I have to shave okay. like, I have to shave like once a week. And I am lucky in that in terms of like body odor, you know when the deodorant says 48 hour contr- protection? A hundred percent. I, I will get that for you. Maybe you could kind of extend it to 72 hours. I don't know. I've never really gone without a shower for that long. Yeah. But, but I've done the 48 hour thing and I still don't smell. But then I, I have it where I go, okay, I, I smell. I can, I can smell you are- it. You are also somebody that just from what I think I know about you, you are not a hairy dude. So no. that is part of, whereas I, I'm Italian and Greek. So mm-hmm. I tend to be, I tend to get swarthy. Like it smells like an Italian hoagie under my arms if, if oh. they're too sweaty. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. Uh, hold on. Apologies to anybody who's eating the, who's eating lunch while listening to this episode. This week, the queens have lunch. Oh, I already did that one. <laughs> After Latrice's elimination, Fifi predicted this top three while Sharon is shocked to be there. The girls men fences after Chad and Sharon both called for Fifi's elimination on the main stage. Next, RuPaul at the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge, the final maxi challenge. The queens will star in the music video for RuPaul's single, Glamazon. They'll need to learn choreography, style a look, act in a scene, and lip sync for their lives in their final opportunity to impress RuPaul. Um, tay tay tate boy. Um, any thought? Let's go, let's break this down. After, I don't really have any notes here. I don't really have very few notes on this episode. But after Latrice's elimination, they come in and they're talking about her mirror message and like, oh, what's this so bad? Blah, 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 blah. Do you have any thoughts on that? I found it interesting that Chad and Sharon were like bowing, like the we're not worthy. Mm-hmm. And Fifi just walks right over and just starts spraying. <laughs> yeah. Like when she walks in, there is no, there's no commenting on how much, you know, Latrice was beloved or anything like that, which just, that was not a good look. I thought just especially the way that everybody hugged and did the Latrice at the end of when she left and everything. It just kind of felt a little disingenuous from the week before. Um, the, the part where Rue was doing the, um, you've got she I wrote down, that's the best acting she's ever done <laughs> in the little video of where yeah. she was laughing and looking around and everything. Um, and, and that, that's really kind of all I have about that. Other than the fact that 
you really didn't see at this point a lot of Fifi and Sharon fighting at the, it almost like that storyline just completely went away, especially with them having the conversation of where Sharon goes, I like you, Fifi, now go home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny about the acting thing. I was thinking about Chad and Sharon just laughing way too hard at that, um, video message and i was like "Ugh, the worst acting ever with the fucking like <laughs> like especially knowing sharon's humor sharon wouldn't find that funny no but sharon wants the money at that point i think you want the money uh all right candace kane joins the top three on the main stage to teach the music video choreography sharon struggles to nail the steps fifi's a bit too cha-cha-cha and chad needs to be less girly at the video shoot sharon struggles to stay in line uh, taylor any thoughts here on the dance rehearsal candace kane is gorgeous mm -hmm. she is so pretty she's I, it, I i kind of miss her on the show i wish they would bring her back every once in a while for even if it is like a she she's not like a um she's no tantric as far as choreography goes she's no, she's no jamal sims as far as the level of choreography that she does but it, it again it was a different time but she seems very she she has that level of i want you to succeed but i'm also not willing to be a little snarky but nothing to like the level of you know he who shall not be named well the voldemort of choreography i think you're making the case for candace kane to be a judge I would be fine with Candace Kane coming. And I mean, you know, as far as with, a, you know, a trans judge, T.S. Madison's been a couple of times. Yeah. So th there is a precedent for that. But I just think she is so pretty. She was on a TV show, God, about 10 years ago called Dirty Sexy Money. Mm -hmm. It was like a nighttime soap that was on ABC. Mm -hmm. And she was with... um she was the mistress of William Baldwin on it. Mm -hmm. And I just always remember thinking, she is so fucking beautiful. She's, she's just, and she's, she's like a really good actress too. Was she a At trans least, woman on there? Was she playing? Yes. Uh, no, okay. she was a trans woman on there. That was the big, that was the big hullabaloo was mm -hmm. that that's why, because if they found out that he was with a trans, what was she trans or was she just a mistress? I feel like she was trans. That was kind of part of the, that was part of the, the, the part. Mm -hmm. But I just, I like her and wish that she would come back in some capacity to the show. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a, I, I feel bad because I don't really have a lot of thoughts on anything. Uh, so like these episodes when we, and this is true for any season, by the way, it does not speak to the quality of the season. Once you get to this episode, especially the music video episode, mm -hmm. A, it's just three of them. And you're right. They're on their best behavior because they know it's their last episode that they're shooting. And then B... Uh, Actually, that's not always true because season five, that's when Roxy had a big meltdown at the end during the video shoot. And oh, she okay. was doing the whole thing of, you know, I don't understand why you're all acting like this is comedy. This is serious and all of the stuff that goes along with that. Okay. But I, I get what you're saying as yeah. far as. Well, yes. what I think I was going to say was, though, is the very nature of these episodes, they move you through things so quickly. Like there's literally like. It's not like usually, let me tell you guys this. This is how it usually breaks down in the script. After the elimination, the next day, the workroom, table visits, uh, back to the workroom, elimination day, the looks, main stage, the end. Right? Yeah. This one has a bunch of tiny little acts. So there are so, you're like, there's not enough space to even do drama if they wanted to. 
you know, unless yeah. there's something like what you're talking about in the workroom that's kept to that. Uh, all right, back in the workroom, a mirror message invites the girls to meet us in the ladies' room where they find Raja and Tyra Sanchez powdering their noses. Raja and Tyra Sanchez reveal the girls will be acting opposite RuPaul in the music video and will also be joining Ru for lunch. For the Tic Tac lunches, lunches, each queen sits down with RuPaul for the infamous Tic Tac lunch. Ru helps Chad to a breakthrough linking Chad's need to be perfectly poised in a rift uh, with her father. Fifi also shares that her relationship with her father is strained after Fifi was hospitalized at 18. And finally, Sharon and Rue wonder what Alaska would have to say about Sharon's success. Before we get to the Tic Tac lunches where people don't know this, but uh, Tame of the Latte Boy wrote a uh, number one best-selling uh, book called Tic Tac, I Got Your Back. So he is, by Tame of the Latte Boy DDS, he is well-versed in this but uh, so before I know you're excited to get that. Before we do, let's talk about that workroom. Let's think about talk about seeing Raja and Tyra Sanchez again. And what were your thoughts there? I this is one of the things that I wasn't sure if it was going to be one of my two things I liked. Mm-hmm. I wish they would bring this back in some capacity that they have where the top three get a little bit of quality time with a couple of previous winners. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be. It's not always, well, it's certainly not going to be Tyra, but it's, it's, yeah. you know, it doesn't always have to be like one of the early winners, but they have a wealth of them now that could be mm-hmm. sitting there waiting for them to have, get to have a conversation. It brings in a couple of other people mm-hmm. so that we're not just looking at the same three um, and to kind of give them, I, whereas a lot of the stuff says, felt sort of fed to them as far as questions to ask, I feel like there's an opportunity there for you to really kind of see the previous winners kind of um, mentor what could possibly be another member of their group, Mm -hmm. you know, and talking to all of them. Like at one point I was looking at, you know, Tyra and Raja and Sharon, and they were just having conversation at this point. Sharon clearly hasn't won yet, but you're like, Oh, that's three, that's three drag race winners sitting in a room together, just kind of kicking. That's kind of, that's kind of cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, imagine a world in which you've got like a, even just like one queen coming back, but like a Bianca coming back and talking with some of these girls or Sasha coming back and, and saying something to these girls, I think would just be a neat thing to see. Mm-hmm. So I really, really liked that. And I wish that that they would fold that back in in some way. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that? My thoughts were that they didn't really say like if they're if you're going to do two queens they didn't really Raja's just one you know and um probably actually if you think about the filming schedule has just one because they show it later and then they film it so Raja's only a few weeks off of her win you know um and um <clears throat> Tyra. What is she going to say? Uh, I was distracted by her weird. There's so, I don't know what it was. I'm not a fucking oral, you know, dent hygienist or surgeon or anything like that, but there was something going on with the teeth. I don't know what it was. Yeah. There was something going on. Maybe well, did she, she have stuff going on with her teeth in season two? I don't know. We haven't covered that yet. I don't remember. You know, the only thing that, uh, I remember about this Tyra Sanchez, right? Is that? Do I still have? Maybe I don't have that. I used to have the Tyra's a complete bitch 
quote, but I don't see it here. Oh, no, here it is. Here. Tyra is a complete bitch. You know? So, um, <clears throat> that's the only thing I remember. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't really get that much. But let's go now. Let's go to your expertise. Let's go to the Tic Tac lunches. Okay. The Tic Tac lunches. Any big thoughts there? When she was interviewing Chad, all I just wrote was cry, damn it. Like yeah. she was trying to get her. She was trying to break Chad. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get her to where she would say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's the only thing I wrote for. Do you have any thoughts about Chad? Did you write any notes? No, I did. No, I, I, the only thing I thought about was that, I mean, again, but it, this is not a shocking thing. This is something that we know is, but the way they back into those conversations is so weird. Like RuPaul didn't ask the other two girls, are your parents still with us? You know, like what a weird question to ask, but she has her in that she wants to use and that's what right. she wants to use. But it just, it, that that conversation seemed the most forced. The other one seemed actually kind of natural, but that well, one seemed but the that, most forced. It feels like there was definitely an agenda there to get Chad to break. So she was going to force the issue more than she would have with, with particularly with like Fifi, because we've seen Fifi kind of break down on the stage already with the mm-hmm. the makeover challenge. So she knows that she is going to be a little more malleable. And a little more, she's going to be able to play with her a little bit more. Where and the Sharon is a completely different creature that we'll talk about a little bit later on. I think that she was just she wanted to get that moment out of Chad, and mm-hmm. Chad was not having it because Chad requires perfection. Mm-hmm. That she needs to be. Chad needs to have that level of polish at all times. Mm-hmm. That would be more, and I don't think RuPaul went there, but that's probably, I could see in your eyes, that's where you would probably go. Yeah. And I would almost surmise that the level of frustration that Ru seems to feel with that interview might have been what cost Chad the crown. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. So that was my thought on that. My thought on Fifi was... um the way that they were talking to each other in the beginning in which they were complimenting each other and they seemed to be having a good time. I wrote, it's so weird to see this given what we know their relationship is like now mm-hmm. that it, it was, it was just really. Oh yeah. With Fifi. I know when she, com- I thought about that when she complimented her look. Yeah. When she complimented her look, I was like, Fifi wouldn't compliment her look now. Yeah. So, and the Same other thing, thing with I Matthew. Same thing with Matthew. I was thinking that too when I saw Matthew during the video shoot. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the the road is littered with with RuPaul's, you know, carcasses that she's thrown behind her over time. Yeah. And but but particularly, I, you're right with Matthew too. I kind of think about that and just how that has not gone well. He's is he still alive? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and I wrote never doubt. Never don't believe that you're beautiful, where Rue said that. And I was mm-hmm. thinking under under her breath so I can keep torturing you for an all-star season in the future. Like, yeah. it just was sort of that. Um, with Sharon, do you have any thoughts about Fifi? No. I thought it was okay. very – strangely, I thought it was very – she's so, like, protective. She was never going to break down or reveal anything real. 
Well, I thought that she talked about her her dad. Dad. Yeah. yeah. Which again, we also have since learned that that was embellished. Oh, right? really? No, I don't know about this. What oh, I thought about? so. I thought that was a thing of where a lot of the shit that she was saying people from her life were like, that's not true. Oh, really? I thought that was a whole thing too that came out after the season. What did they could say on wrong. Race Chaser? Oh, they wouldn't have brought that up on Race Chaser. Oh, okay. No, on Race think. Chaser, what about, that's got to be the next thing with, with the Sharon Alaska thing. They definitely did not talk about that on Race Chaser. Really? Like when they were talking about them, when they're recapping the oh, show. Oh, when they're talking about, oh, I thought you meant, I meant, I thought you meant all of the Sharon shit that's come out recently. No, 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 that. no. That was, that was literally going back a couple of years ago. So oh. I don't remember that per se. I'm sure that they did talk about it, but I thought Sharon coming out and making the crack about the lace front or complimenting her on the lace front showed a level of comfort where you almost saw Rue's like shoulders go down a little bit mm-hmm. of where they were. De- she was definitely having fun with her in the beginning, which, which was great to see, you know, it's not, the, it's not the Oprah, Dr. Phil, Marion Williamson that we see now of where she's just so protected and just, re- she, she's just wants to just claw these girls apart to get emotion out of them to get her an Emmy. Well, also though, I feel this is, you know, we're still in the era where RuPaul was, approachable to the queens could talk to the queens had more now she's so like high above and lofty like they have very little interaction with her right but, which will i i have i have a no, something that i noticed later on that we'll we'll talk about in relation to that but i think it is interesting that she brought up alaska as much as she did and um the one thing where she said uh what do you think alaska would say about all of this and she said, and she said, Sharon said, Oh, I'm sure she would say it's fine and that she'd be happy for me. We've since learned that she was not happy no. that Sharon, that Sharon got, got picked for season four and won. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, if the, if my memory serves me correctly, when she did not win season five, it was not good. Mm-hmm. So th- there was definitely a desire to, uh, Sharon's belief in what Alaska felt was probably misinformed. And but what does that say about Alaska? Do you think? Uh, I mean, Alaska w- had her eyes on the prize for something, and she desperately wanted it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And eventually, she got it, but it took it took more steps than it probably should have, could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just shows that she was very. She she had a dream. She had a dream to do something and was going to do whatever it took. And when she saw people coming up kind of behind her and running past her, I can understand that that frustration that she may have felt with that. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't, do you have more to say about this? Or are you done? No. No. Let's, let's take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the episode. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz. You know, wrote things, and then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way. I just write less, and well, I do write a lot. I just I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever is coming up for the show. 
And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Yeah! <laughs> For the acting rehearsals, Raja and Tyra help the girls run lines and practice their fight choreography. Sharon shares she wants to win for the losers. Chad names Sharon her biggest competition and believes Fifi is coming for her. Is coming for her. Meanwhile, Tyra reminds Fifi to not let youth hold her back. Back in the workroom, Chad apologizes for telling Fifi she needed to grow up. Uh, in the second part for the video shoot, the queens shoot their big scene with RuPaul. Fifi barely misses Ru with a wrench and goes a little too Dorothy while Chad and Sharon are coached to show a little more pain after Ru's punches. Table Lati, but let's start with that acting rehearsal. Uh, any big thoughts on all the different interactions between the queens and Raja and Tyra Sanchez? Like I said, I just sort of I enjoyed it. I it, it felt like you watched the queens, the 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 final three, mm-hmm. just sort of take a little bit of a breath. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that Chad and Raja apparently were really good friends before this, mm-hmm. you know. But even with the other girls, there seemed to be at, at least Sharon. I kind of now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember Fifi being really. Fifi almost looked intimidated by sitting there with the two of them. Mm-hmm. But Sharon and Chad just seemed to enjoy you know, getting a chance to sit with these previous winners. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what, that's why I'm saying kind of going back to what I said before, I would love to see experiences like this because you don't really, other than, I mean, we just got through with an all winter season, but you don't really see get in situations in which winners are all together. Mm-hmm. You know, the closest that we came to that, I think was the year season eight, when the curtain went up and all of the Queens were standing there on the stage with Rue, mm-hmm. you know, when was the last time that we saw something? Well, we'll never see that again. We'll never have where all of them are in one room together with mm-hmm. due to Tyra um, and probably a couple of the other Queens that maybe don't have a great taste in their mouth about all of this, but to see the girls talk with the winners in the past, I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, it seems like you really liked that. I really, really, I should have made that one of my top two things, but I figured we would talk about it a lot. I just, I really, that is one of the things that I enjoy about going back and watching these early seasons Mm -hmm. is that the formula wasn't so baked in yet. They were still trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work. You're talking about the the availability, the emotional and physical availability of Rue towards the other girls. And it just felt more... 
even though it clearly they didn't have a lot, they didn't have a lot of money, so they had to get more creative. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think now it, the, the the format is so set mm-hmm. that you know exactly you, you can almost tell when the girls walk in for the first time into into the workroom what their storylines are going to be. Yeah, that I, this this is one of the things that I like about these old seasons, and this is an example of something that they don't do anymore that I would love to see them bring back. Oh, look at her. Uh, all right. What about the second? <laughs> what about the second video shoot? Uh, any big thoughts when they, when Matthew was directing them dealing with RuPaul? So that was when they were standing in the, that, that wasn't the dance part. That was no. when they were all. St- okay. Yeah. The, the dance part was Matthew was kind of an asshole. Yeah. With that, where one, but where clearly they didn't have very much time and he was getting very frustrated. I didn't take any notes for that, but. The scene where they are all standing in like the spotlights talking to RuPaul. Mm-hmm. The line, bitch, that wrench came awful close to this face mm-hmm. is one of my favorite lines from any season of Drag Race. Oh, really? I don't know why, but I think, I think the fact that Ru said it. One, it was a very, it felt like a very natural moment. And the fact that Rue kind of just said it off the cuff like yeah. that after having a wrench thrown in her face, it just makes me laugh every, every time I've, I've heard it. Like I was excited when they all came out. I'm like, Oh, this is the scene where she gets the wrench thrown at her. Oh, I um, never remembered that. How weird. Yeah. Interesting. No, that is, that is one of my favorite lines. Uh, the other thing that I was saying, kind of going back to, the of the availability the physical availability mm-hmm. when was the other than like hugging plastique tiara when she is holding on to sharon and punching her when was the last time that rue touched a queen i'm kind of thinking of a joke <laughs> um i don't know actually now that you say that you're right like there was actual physical contact between her and another queen mm-hmm I don't know. That's a good question. Just one of those things that I was like, we don't ever see that anymore. Yeah. Oh, uh, SDC in the in the chat room says when she slapped Asia. That, oh, that's, that's not true. what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it is in fact it is in fact true. That is a fact. Um. That that's pretty much all I have for for the that. I really, I mean, the, 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 people shouldn't get me wrong. I enjoyed this episode. It was a fun episode to watch. But there's not really much to I don't have much to say about it. I just don't. Yeah. You want to talk about the queen dying? I'll go on and on about it. Right? Black Why? Ariel? I'll talk about Black Ariel. You know? Um, but then Your thoughts? Well, it's the same thing with Black Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, they're, they're not real. Why would you get mad? Mermaids aren't yeah. real. Uh... That the Lord of the Rings isn't real. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Getting mad about things that aren't real. Yeah. By the way, watch this one. A Pixar movie comes out that Taylor doesn't like, and he fucking starts throwing a fit. I've never thrown a fit over a Pixar movie. I've been emotionally devastated by Pixar movies. Did you hear they're playing out an In-N-Out 2? Is that what it's called? No, <laughs> In and Out was the gay movie with Kevin Kline. Inside Out, too. Oh, Inside Out. They're playing an Inside Out too. Yes, yes. I love Inside Out. It is a great movie in which that is the one that I was emotionally devastated. That I, you know, I see movies in which you know the one tear rolls down your cheek. 
inside out ugly cry ugly yeah. cry in the theater where people were turning around looking to make sure that i was okay <laughs> it was it it well I, this might embarrass you. i actually have a recording of you crying like that <laughs> do you want to hear it sure <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It's uncanny. It's uncanny yeah. that you were there with a microphone that day. Yeah. And that had so. the, the exit music, the elimination uh-huh. music. Yeah, that was the other mm-hmm. thing, too. Yeah. Because after the movie, we jumped in a car. Jump out. All right. <laughs> Vivi, I tried to hug you. It's the, <laughs> it's the final runway day, and everyone is feeling the pressure to shine. The top three theorize which two will lip sync for the crown. Any thoughts on this elimination day? No, I, I, so this was by the end of this. I was just, I was just kind of watching it. I wasn't necessarily taking a ton of notes. I only have, I there's, only have a no, couple of yeah, There's not, I mean, there's no shame in not having a lot of notes. That's what happens at the end of these, uh, seasons. All right. But here is something you will have notes on. It is time for the looks. Taylor the Latte Boy, go ahead and tell us your thoughts on the looks. I thought Chad's look was very drag queen. There was something about it that just felt very old school drag queen, which that is what Chad, that is Chad's, you know, mm-hmm. bread and butter. Um, that, that, that being said, couldn't tell you what it looked like. <laughs> I it just remember like, writing very drag queen. It was black and gold with like, you know, like, oh, with the, with the weird like fringes and yeah. the, they kept saying very Versace. And yeah, yeah no, it, it was very something I would have seen in a bar in Ybor City in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is kind of what I got for that. Um, Sharon's, I absolutely hated. I hated this look. I remember hating it when I watched the season originally. And it just felt like this is the last clean thing I have in my, in my bag. That's, that's what it felt like. Even though she looked dirty and with the weird hair with the bedhead and the cheap plastic tentacles on her fingers, I didn't like it. Fifi, I just felt like we've seen this on Fifi before. The, the, like the hot pink leopard print or cheetah print off, you know, asymmetrical with the big dark hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody was super, like, I was not wowed by any of the three. This, I did not remember this look when Rue came out, this yellow and black thing. Mm-hmm. Like, normally I like to think, like, oh, I kind of remember you wore that, which, so that was a pleasant surprise because it was something that I, I didn't remember at all. But, you know, so if anything, the best look of the four of them was Rue. Oh, I wow. Thought. All right. Yeah. Well, those are the looks. Now, after that, we had the music video premiere where they only showed like about a minute of it. But you said, now you said you liked it. Now, I will say the music video from what I saw, I don't remember it at all, the whole thing. But from what I saw, reminded me a lot of the Hollywood video from opening of season five. Uh, yes. I didn't say it was a well done video. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> With with all of the green screens, I mean, I it, it is where the, the video. I guess the thing that confused me was they showed the whole scene again, but they basically showed the whole scene when they showed them filming it. Like yeah. you know, usually they only show like little clips when they do these acting challenges, and then they mm-hmm. kind of save stuff. Whereas this one, I'm like, why are we watching this a second time? Yeah, but the video itself is, it's just it's a fun. All of the all of the judges are in it on a green screen, and and it's pretty much the three of them squashing everybody. And then at the very end, she comes in and she squashes the three. Yeah. Um. And it feels like a uh, rampage. Yeah. Remember the video game Rampage when yes. we were when we were kids. Yeah. So there's even like an eight bit 
cartoon in the very beginning of it that I remember. That's sort of fun. Now I want to watch that whole video. I might do that after we. But we so we only saw it. a truncated version of the video. Yes, which I, I think I feel like maybe they showed it during the finale. Okay. Or the, or they, I, I, you know, no, you know what? I think they showed it after the episode was over. Like uh, watch the whole episode and then like that was a sneak peek and then watch the world premiere of the video afterwards on Logo. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, the music video was very of its time. They wouldn't make a video like that anymore at all. Uh, right. nor would you get that much time with RuPaul. And, um, yeah, it's very quaint. It's kind of what you remember in a positive way about RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh huh. You know? So, oh, I forgot to write what time the break was. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have, I, again, guys, I'm so sorry. It's just a, it's a pretty standard issue. Uh, music video episode. On the main stage, Rue advances all three queens to the final lip sync for the crown. The song, Glamazon by RuPaul. In the end, Rue announces that the winner of season four is going to be announced next week at RuPaul's Drag Race Reunited. Taylor Latte Boy, you had, let's talk about that lip sync. Let's talk about your thoughts on that plot twist. The first plot is a twist I think we ever had on the show. We'll yeah. Talk about, we'll talk about the genesis I- of that too. I was nonplussed by the lip sync. I thought the lip sync was all three of them. Their lip sync was kind of okay. If they were looking to eliminate somebody, Fifi would have gone home. Yeah. I feel like hers was the most erratic of the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, Chad, Chad just did that nineties drag queen that mm-hmm. she has down pad and Sharon was very Sharon in it with the sliding around and yeah. and just kind of slinking around and stuff. Whereas I thought Fifi at that point was sort of like, Oh shit, this is my last chance. So I got to, yeah. I got to throw everything, throw everything at her. And it was just a little bit too much. Um, what, what are your thoughts about the lip sync? You know, I was really watching it very carefully. Cause, like, Cause you know, I like to watch to see if a lip sync is great as opposed to now with all the stunts and whatnot. And um, not that this lip sync was bad, you know, it did the job and I've seen worse lip syncs recently, but like, you're right. There was nothing really special about it. I would have probably sent Fifi home as well. Yeah. Um, And as I said before, I loved the twist of it. I, I really, in my heart, hope that they, the three of them didn't know that was coming. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I would say they did not know. And cause I would say, cause the reason, and you know, the reason why they had to do this is cause stupid, uh, Perez Hilton leaked the season three winner. So now they were like, well, we can't right. do that anymore. So they probably right. did keep him in the dark about that. And they also, when, when she's going to name the winner, they have genuine looks on their faces. Like they, they're, they're going to hear the news. Well, because then it wasn't that big shock, like what sort of thing, because all of them have a varying degree of surprise and kind of pissed off, too. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, because so, they know it's going to be months before they hear the reunion. It's not really right. next week. Yeah. Right. So and the final thing that I had was, again, going to the physical um the physical availability of Rue Rue walking up on the steps with them yeah. and walking away with it was just a very cool again something we would never see now and that makes me there's part of me that that makes me genuinely sad mm-hmm. that that these girls do not ha- get to have the experience that the earlier season girls they, she doesn't do it on UK or anything like that or down under 
I well, no, UK and down under those are a lot of because of COVID. I would think she wouldn't necessarily get too close to them. Mm. But I, I feel like even the the seasons before the seasons before they went to the live taping. I, well, no, this would have been season four. So that would have started with that, but Mm -hmm. it just feels like you, I don't know, like you don't get that experience of walking. Like she never walks back down the eye, the runway with them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was very, very strange to see, but you're right. I never thought about the intimacy level, especially the physical intimacy. All right. Because, you know, next week we are doing the reunion, (laughs) the big finale reunion Taylor is dying right now. I don't know what's going on, but um, I want to make sure. Oh, now he's he's drinking a bag of peanuts or something. What was? I think it was oh no, it's a, it's a cup of water. It, I was cut off on my screen, so it looked like a bag of peanuts. But now it's like some sort of like turfus tumbler. I think is it a turfus tumbler, Taylor? Yeah. Yes, I apologize. I I'm having some acid reflux issues. Yeah. And like, I, I kind of like all of a sudden I got like where it burned coming all the way up mm-hmm. my mouth. So I apologize. You don't have to apologize, but, uh, you have to take care of it. What, what are you doing to take care of that? It just started yesterday, like seriously started yesterday. So I have to get some, what's that? Prilosec? Is oh, that yeah. for, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll have to go. Maybe I'll run, Duh. run to the, uh, to the Walgreens tomorrow well, on my you, way. If you run to Walgreens, I know we'll see it on Instagram where you'll put how much time it took you in your run. Don't make fun of me for that. I am very. I'm not making fun of you. You know, you know, you and I have it. I want to start working out again and walking again now that they're starting to cool down. I liked it when you used to like my things. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that I have, you haven't been, yeah, it got, your alerts. It, it's ever since COVID, I couldn't get back on it. And then now I want to, I, then I wanted to get back on it and it was, Fucking a hundred million degrees here, but now it seems like this next week is very, very mild. So, are you still wearing your watch? Well, that's going to do it for this week's <laughs> episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season Four. So, for Tate of the Latte Boy and myself. Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. For more access to LGBTQ content, support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at PIMCTaylor. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.